Hey there, sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 113th episode of Theas Tea. Thanks for tuning in! Welcome back, everybody. I hope you are doing well. For this week's tea talk, I am drinking some tea from the brand Elephant, and it is the flavor is called Miraculous Peach. It basically has peach apricot and guava is that how you say it in english i don't know but yeah it's i don't know no i don't think that classifies as tropical i think it's rather summery because in europe those are the fruits that are like in season during the summer so yeah it kind of feels like out of place to be drinking this in november but whatever you know hot water with a tea bag in it will always be a cozy beverage (laughs) As for the mug I'm drinking it in, it's in this mug that says Felicidad se escribe con café, which basically translates to happiness is written with coffee because the letters C-A-F-E, which are coffee in Spanish, are in felicidad, which is happiness in Spanish. So yeah, it's basically saying that you can't spell happiness without coffee which is a play on words that does not work in English, unfortunately. And yeah, I guess it's kind of hypocritical for me to be drinking tea in that mug. But if I were drinking coffee in that mug, then it would be hypocritical towards Thea's tea. So, you know, you gotta choose which sacrifices you're gonna make. I love this mug. I think it's from Juan Valdez, which is basically like the Colombian Starbucks. <laughs> That's how I think of it in my mind. Well, actually, Starbucks is the non-Colombian Juan Valdez, rather. Um, so I love that mug, but it's just, it's this material. I In Spanish, it's called peltre. I don't know what it's called in English. Okay, um, P-E-W-T-E-R. I don't know how you pronounce that, and <laughs> I don't even want to try. But yeah, basically, when you pour a hot beverage in that, like the mug itself also gets really hot. So I'm scared to drink out of it. But yeah, I will eventually throughout this episode. And of course, I always have my tea with a bit of sugar. So that's what we're drinking this week. And recently, I have been drinking a lot more tea because it's getting cold. So I love having like a warm beverage to be sipping on and kind of like keep me warm when I'm at home. And As much as I would like to, that cannot be coffee all the time. (laughs) So I try to alternate with tea. Let's get on with the life update. So first, a couple of general things. One is contributing to like my overall perspective and, you know, like thoughts on being here and everything. So um, I had a therapy appointment last week and you know i basically put together like a big sort of recap of everything that has happened since i got here and you know there have been like ups and downs and everything but that particular week was kind of like neutral so i think i gave like a neutral account of things and my psychologist was like you know so far this is a very normal and like expected experience when you are moving to another place Like, nothing that you have felt is out of the ordinary or concerning, but I do want to make a follow-up with you. So let's meet again in one month to, like, track the evolution of this and see if you've had, like, uh, she didn't exactly say successful adaptation. I think it's, like, something, like, the adjective wasn't as, like, wasn't, like, good or bad. You know, I just don't remember the word she said. But yeah, let's say a successful adaptation or if there's something we need to look into. 
and I was like, uh, okay, like, <laughs> why would that be a concern? You know, like, I know it's been hard, but I know I can do it. You know, like, why are we talking about the risk of me not adapting here? And I know that it's like a normal thing to discuss, but I must say like that scared me. I was like, what? It was like, I didn't even think this was a possibility on the table. And also she usually doesn't schedule like meetings with me like so close. Like we usually wait like two, three months. So having this one like literally a month later is like, whoa, <laughs> maybe something is up. But yeah, I know it's like completely rational things to do. And I know that it's like, I should like... I should be grateful that there's somebody looking out for me and that if it is the case that I don't have like a good adaptation, then at least I have like the sort of institutions or like people to support me and to like be able to point that out and like just have the support systems to cope with that and, you know, realize that it's happening if it's the case, you know, but it was still like, oh, like <laughs> who said anything about unsuccessful adaptation? But yeah, there's that. And something else that I've been thinking like throughout the week is I was talking with my buddy Agus, which is studying in New York. And so basically we became friends right before like both of us left Colombia and he went to New York and I'm here in Bordeaux um, and he's very wise. So I was telling him about, you know, like the things on my mind and everything and just kind of like the struggle to find the balance between cultivating what I had in Medellin but not letting that you know distract me from what I'm trying to build here and he was like okay at the end of the day you need to come to terms with the fact that your new life is here like that's what I did you know accepting that my new life is here and you know it's different but there are so many good things that come from this and you know just try to cultivate that as much as you can and like put your energy and your focus on that because what you have in Medellin like isn't going to go away and when you come back like you're going to be the cool friend that went to study abroad you know so even though like your reputation is going to change you know you still have all of that there and you just kind of need to like let yourself understand that your new life is here and not feel guilty for pursuing that so yeah I feel like that really set me free because it's like now if I see a funny TikTok you know like I can send it to the new friends that I'm making here and not feel guilty for not sending it to my friends back at home. Usually I'll just send it to both, but it's like, let yourself, you know, like prioritize the new life that you're living here. And I don't know if that sounds like mean, but it's also like, you know, what you have back home, like it's already built. You can put that on pause for a while and focus on cultivating new things here. So yeah, that's something that has just sort of been characterizing my philosophy lately. And on another note, I have already done five of my six finals. I no, not finals. Unfortunately, <laughs> midterms. Um, when you're listening to this, I will have already completed all of them. But as I'm recording this on a Sunday, I have my last midterm tomorrow. So yeah, let's do a little bit of or the recap of the past week and talk about how my past midterms have gone. So on Monday, I had a mechanics, and honestly, it went okay. Mechanics is very much hit or miss, like you can get like 20 out of 20 or 5 out of 20. It's hard to get an in-between point because the way we're learning it here, it's like basically you have to like do an analysis that follows several steps and the hardest steps are the first ones. Like the first step is the hardest, but if you have that right, then everything you do after that, which is the easy part, if you do it like according to the correct solution of the first step, then you're good to go. But since the first part is the hardest, it's very likely that you'll make a mistake on that and that everything you do afterwards will also be wrong. So 
I don't know, like in my head, it makes sense. I just hope that the teacher feels the same way. And even if like in the first things I did, there's something wrong, maybe I hope that they'll be generous in the scoring and, you know, like follow maybe that logic or like, I don't know, just give me some points for what I did afterwards, even if it's <laughs> based on something incorrect. I don't know. So yeah, the way I want you to think about my previous week is I have a final and as soon, like before going there, I'm studying and after going there, I'm studying for the one I have the next day. So yeah, you know, I'm going to skip like the recount of my studying time and just tell you directly how each midterm went. I'm sorry if I say final, Jesus. I don't know why I wrote that down in my show notes. <laughs> Anyways, then on Tuesday, I had my math class one and it honestly went okay. Like I felt like it was okay. But then when I got out and I started talking with everybody, they were like, oh my goodness, that was so hard. That was not okay, blah, blah, blah. And so now I don't know if I did things wrong, but like in my mind, it went well, you know, it wasn't too terrible. Obviously, I don't think I'll have a perfect score. There were some things I was unsure of, but there were more things that I was okay with. I don't want to jinx anything, but that's how I feel like it went. And then on Tuesday afterwards, I actually went to the office hours for the final. I had one of the finals I had the next day, which was another math one, but it's for the minor I'm doing in math. And if you've listened like throughout this semester, I've talked about this, but basically my math minor is like the class that stresses me out the most. It's like the weirdest, most complicated one that I've shed the most tears over. <laughs> so obviously I was very stressed for this midterm. I went to the office hours feeling like pretty good with my questions. I was like, okay, you know, I just need to solve this and this and then I'll be good to go. And then when I got there, there were two other girls, which are like the smartest ones in the class. And they were asking all of these like advanced questions. And I was like, what? You guys are like familiar with this. You know, I hadn't even thought about that. And now you're telling me that these are the types of things that will appear on the midterm. So I lost it. I literally like couldn't stop myself from crying right there on the spot. So tears were falling down my face and like nobody wanted to acknowledge it, not even me. So I just tried to like continue being there, like paying attention, asking questions as I wiped my tears off. And then the other two girls left and I was alone with the teacher and she was like, you seem very unhappy. And I was like, yeah, I'm stressed for the midterm. And she was like, no, you need to relax. You have a very good understanding of things. Just try to put that in words and, you know, like back it up with mathematical proof. Like you'll do fine. Relax. She said, and I quote, have a glass of wine or something. <laughs> so that was funny. And then I went to the library for a couple of hours, got myself a pizza and the next day on that midterm, it went very well. It's the midterm in which I felt the best. I don't know. I feel like I'm very confident in my answers and what I did. So yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. And then the one I had after on Wednesday was physics. And it was the one I felt the most confident for. You know, physics throughout the whole semester has been like my safe space class. You know, it always goes really well. And I love the way it's taught. I love the content. So I was like, okay, this is like my best midterm. And it was actually my worst. Like... I thought my worst was going to be math minor and my best was going to be physics and it was actually the complete opposite. The thing is, there was only one point that was like really weird and different to anything we had learned, but I was very nervous in that midterm and since I started reading like the first questions, it was worded kind of differently to what we had done in class, so that made me like insecure and so like looking back like I feel like everything that I did was like kind of correct but not like entirely correct and it just I feel like it was because I was so nervous and so shocked by like the different wordings like the different way things were phrased and everything 
and also like i take physics in english and we were told that we would have like the exam in english but they only had french copies so that's just something that caught me off guard as well and so yeah in general like there was only one really weird point but when i looked like that i felt when i looked at it i felt like this whole exam is weird um and i feel like that kind of prevented me from doing well on the other points which were like more normal so yeah that didn't go too well but it's okay then on thursday i had electronics which i also feel went really really well it's the second best one i think after the math minor one and yeah i was just really happy with that i love the way that class is given as well i did everything i wanted like for every exam i've had so far i've done everything i wanted to in terms of revision you know like reviewed everything done every exercise done every like practice test i've done everything but for that one i just really enjoyed myself and it was the only midterm in which i had time to properly like go over all of my answers and reread everything and you know it, i just love doing that and you know being able to like organize all the information make it pretty and everything so yeah, i'm very happy with that midterm and then that was thursday night friday no thursday night we went out i went out with my friend elise and you know it was very good to just get out clear my head you know have like a fun event in the midst of like such a stressful time and then friday i was studying all day for my last midterm which is tomorrow which is chemistry so studying all day for that then saturday i studied and i also went to this vintage fair that's called keep it vintage they i think it's original originally from germany but you know they kind of like travel around so these few weeks they've been doing a bunch of different ones like through france i am a sucker for those things i love clothes but i'm not trying like i'm trying to not buy fast fashion and i haven't bought any fast fashion clothing items for at least two months and so yeah it's fun for me to like go shopping and buy secondhand things so i got three items that i absolutely love i got like two oversized t-shirts one of them is from hard rock new york and it's so cool i love it it has like this guitar design and i just love the colors it's very awesome and then the other one says too legit to kick and it's like tie-dye blue and that's written in like neon yellow and it has like pictures of hands you know like with two and like doing an l and yeah like it's so funny and then on the back it has like a huge number two or six i think like you know like a sports shirt when they have the numbers on the back and it says barracuda which is the name of one of our favorite bars here so i was just like this is perfect so i got that and then lastly some cargo pants that are exactly what i've been looking for cargo pants but kind of like in a jean material and they're like blue like dark blue in spanish we call it azul petroleo like petroleum blue i don't know if that's the name of the color in english and yeah you know they fit well they're just kind of long so i think when i go back to medellin i'm gonna take a bunch of my thrifted things and get them tailored a bit because finding the proper size in pants in thrift stores is always complicated but you know in general they fit and i can always just fold them a little bit on the waist they're good which is like the most important part so yeah i'm very happy with my findings and then today i've had a chill day i did my sunday ritual of going to a nearby boulangerie and getting a croissant and an eclair this time and yeah i've been studying chemistry all day i'm recording this podcast and then i'm gonna clean up the house a little bit and then i have more studying to do so yeah that's my chill sunday and sundays i don't really talk 
<laughs> you know because like i don't see anybody so i just talk when i call my family and i've been recording podcasts on sundays so that's the only other time i talk in sundays that's insane and just how i'm feeling for this upcoming week i'm gonna be so happy and grateful when midterms are over and i just return to like the normal rhythm of classes and like not having any major major concerns other than like random projects or like small quizzes but i just feel like so much pressure is going to be taken off and i'm going to view normal classes with such a different light and i'm going to be like after like enduring like the most difficult part i'm going to feel like the normal part is so much better than it was before if that makes sense but at the same time there's something good about like midterms period because for us like we have them all in a week and we don't have classes so like your schedule is very different you know like there's only a small amount of time where you need to be at a certain place and other than that like you're free like yeah all of the time is occupied by studying but like you can be at home or you can be at the library and you can even like do other different things so it gives you like more freedom and i guess that's also cool but yeah i'm just happy to return to classes honestly All right, so this week we're going to be talking all about FOMO. I'm surprised I haven't done an episode on this, but I checked and I haven't. This is something that I feel a lot, so I'm like, I probably have talked about it, but it's time it gets its own episode, especially since I have been experiencing quite a bit of FOMO lately. And that's due to the fact that I'm in this new place you know, with a bunch of new people and nobody, like at the beginning, nobody really knew each other and everybody wanted to make friends. And of course, I also want to make friends, but I'm scared that in this whole process of like everybody being super social, there are people that are like going to become closer friends and I'm going to be left out, which of course like is natural and inevitable. Like I'm not going to become best friends with everybody in my program. Like that's not realistic. But whenever I see like a person that I've become slightly fond of, you know, getting closer to someone else, like in a friendship way, like it breaks my heart a little bit. And I'm just like really trying to find my place, you know, really trying to find like who my closest friends are, because I've had best friends, you know, throughout my life. But I'm coming from a period of my life where I, in Medellin, had like such a genuine friendship with my friend Sara, which literally lived like right next door to me and we did everything together you know we were always together and you know it's so good to have like that sense of security in a friendship you know and be like this is my best friend this is my go-to this is a person i tell everything to we're always hanging out together like all of that it's so good to have and i obviously came here and i don't have that and i feel like people are finding that for themselves and i don't want to stay behind so that's and i know that at the end of the day like a best friend is just a title and like blah 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 like it doesn't really matter but what i do want and what i do value from that is like what comes with it you know just having like such a special friendship and having like one person that means so much to you and you know having like other friends as well but just having a best friend is really special and once you taste like the sweetness of it it's kind of hard to come to a place where you don't have it obviously sara is still my best friend but we don't live in the same country anymore so it's like I need to find new friends here. So yeah, this ties into FOMO when I see like some people like that just met here, you know, becoming really close friends. And I'm like, wow, I wish I had that or I wish I was a part of that friendship or yeah, you know, like I wish me and that person were like as close as they are, you know, like stuff like that. 
is kind of like what comes into mind and also you know if i see like people going out you know like a group going out or like doing something even if it's like going to the library and i'm like oh my gosh they didn't tell me you know i experienced fomo with those types of things as well and honestly like that's not to say that back home in medellin i didn't feel fomo i know for a fact that i did because fomo is something that i've always struggled with so it's not like fomo is a new thing i'm facing i'm very much sure i experienced it in medellin but honestly it feels smaller than what i'm experiencing right now maybe i'm gaslighting myself but like basically from where i'm right now in medellin the fomo i felt i think it's like not that big a deal because deep down i knew i had my place i knew i had my friends so it's different to fomo now where it's like you know maybe fomo here means that you haven't found your people so it's scarier and in a way more important but frankly like that's not entirely fair to my feelings in managing because i know that in managing like even if i did like deep down have my place and know that i had like friends and everything sometimes like i remember in managing i was constantly branching out meeting new people and like being incorporated into new friend groups so when i was being incorporated into those new friend groups like i was i had fomo you know for these people like that had been friends before and like i'm the intruder you know maybe they'll want to do things on their own and they won't invite me you know like that's a fomo that i experienced quite a lot back home for instance one time in the situation of like there being a friend group and me like becoming like incorporated into it like they texted and they were like oh do you guys want to go to the movies later it's it was like a function like pretty late at night and i was just like honestly no i'm not feeling up for it like i don't know how i'm gonna get there like i was just too lazy and i was like no and only like one person on the group chat said yes and everybody else was like no 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 so in my head i assumed like oh you know they're not going because only one said yes and like only one person other than the person who asked said yes so i was like they're not going and then nobody said anything else on the group chat for the rest of the day so i was like yeah they're not going and then a couple of days later you know they were talking about when they went to the movies the other day like the two of them and i was like oh so you did go and i was just like it's insane how like things can happen and you don't even know you know because like they're not very active on social media so like they would it's not like they would post it and i would see through there you know like if they hadn't said anything to this day i still wouldn't even know so that lets me think like how many things are going on that you have no clue about that's terrifying to me because in a way it's good when you don't go to something and you don't even realize that it happened because that way you don't feel fomo you feel fomo when you realize that it happened you know and in a way you can kind of like mask yourself from this like you can decide not to go on instagram one particular night and stuff like that to kind of like block yourself from that feeling of fomo but at the end of the day like it's better when you're not the one who blocks that information from yourself you know like when you're not like oh i didn't find out but because i made myself not find out you know it's like that's like avoiding fomo in a way that's like kind of controlled if that makes sense for me it's like more relieving if i'm avoiding fomo for something that was completely out of my hands you know like in that case you know i had no way of knowing so that's like a more genuine escape of fomo i don't know if what i just said makes sense <laughs> so yeah basically today i want to talk all about fomo first i'm going to talk a little bit about like reframing going out and sort of like what has happened in my own life and then kind of analyzing feeling fomo when there's no reason for it 
And lastly, saying no, which is something that I struggle with. Okay, so first I want to talk about reframing going out because connected to my experience with FOMO, because I experience FOMO mainly when it's like social activities. Um, Yeah, I don't know if people experience FOMO with like other things, but that is very much the majority of my FOMO. And I realized there was a great shift in like my social engagement in Medellin versus here. And with that comes like a difference in FOMO. So basically... In Medellin, I would go out every Friday and Saturday night. Now, these types of plans were usually like maybe partying, you know, whether that be like a house party or going clubbing or just like gathering with some friends and like having a chill night, like talking, playing board games and drinking. You know, most of the time it would involve alcohol. So, yeah, those were like my typical plans every Friday and every Saturday night and occasionally something on Sunday, you know, maybe like going to a museum, going to a park, like something like that. But otherwise, my Sundays, I remember, were my study days. I would study all day long. So, yeah, that was kind of like my social schedule. But here it's very, very different. Now I properly go out one, maybe two nights, either on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. So like my span for proper outings, if you can call them that, now only now is like actually bigger because it's Thursday, Friday and Saturday. You know, those are like the options for my days to go out in that type of context. And mind you, both in Medellin and here, like sometimes I do things like throughout the week you know whether it's like go out and eat or you know like maybe some other different low-key social plan but here i'm talking more about the weekends and like the big events so yeah here you know i can go out one maybe two nights on thursday friday or saturday and that is it and the thing here is sometimes it's something so big and until so late that like you're exhausted for the rest of the weekend. For instance, I could manage to go out like Friday and Saturday night because at the latest, like I would be out until maximum 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. I was already, you know, getting home and getting into bed. Here, when you go out, you need to program yourself that like on average, you're going to be getting home at like 4, 6 a.m. And that's in my case. And I'm one of the ones that like goes home earliest (laughs) so it really is like very different and it's much more tiring because like here you know we don't uber places and stuff like that you know so maybe you walk more that's more tiring the drinking scene is so much more intense here so like in general it's much more exhausting so you can go have like one big event on thursday and then be completely exhausted for the rest of the week or you can maybe go out like friday and saturday and it's like more chill things so you can go out like twice but you know, it's like two small things that add together to one big thing, you know. But yeah, my point is I'm going out less days, maybe because the times that I do go out, it's more intense. And also, you know, we don't like try to go out every like weekend night because most of the time, you know, our friends that are like from here go back home for the weekend or stuff like that. So, you know, we try to like go out one night where everybody can go, you know? So my point is we're going out like less frequently, but you know, when we do go out, it's like a bigger deal. And so that leads to like a reconfiguration because in Medellin, the thing is I would feel guilty if I didn't go out a Friday night or a Saturday night because that was the norm. Because since the plans were like so chill, like 
you could perfectly go out like every Friday and every Saturday and be okay and have time to do other things as well you know so if you didn't go out it's like oh you know like why not like why are you stuck at home on a weekend night you know and i always had plans there was always something to do and i was always out and if it wasn't the case then i would feel guilty i would feel fomo whereas here i can go out only one night let's say i go out on thursday and i don't go out on friday or on saturday or on sunday but i won't feel guilty because if i only went out one night it like chances are it was super destructive it was super high key it was this huge event and that left me like absolutely exhausted for the rest of the weekend but since i know that it was so worth it like i won't feel guilty for not going out on the other days because i won't feel like i'm missing out because i had like such a great time or it was such an intense activity on that night that I did go out. And also I know that everybody else is in the same situation as I am. So nobody else is gonna be going out either. And so I won't be missing out. So with all of that in mind, I can feel like truly okay staying in those other nights. And not only will I not feel guilty, but also I will truly embrace not going out that night. You know, I'll make an event out of staying home. For instance, I make such a big deal out of watching movies. Literally, if it's in my bed on my laptop, I will make that into such an event. Like, I will spend so much time finding the perfect movie to watch. I will probably spend like 30 minutes looking for the perfect movie. And, you know, I'll find it and I'll watch it and I'll savor it. I'll enjoy it. You know, I'll get completely absorbed in it. I'll comment it afterwards. I'll recommend it to my loved ones. I'll talk about it like on my close friends. You know, I love, you know, just watching movies like alone. So when I know I have a night in, I'll carve the space out for that. So yeah, and it's really funny for me to like look in retrospect, like now I have absolutely no problem in staying in on a weekend night. I feel no FOMO at all. Whereas in Medellin, I would, you know, if I stayed home on a weekend night. But here, you know, I've truly been able to embrace staying home one night and really finding a way to make it fun, you know, whether it is making, you know, my favorite meal or, you know, watching a movie, as I said, or I don't know, treating myself in a different way. Like I'll really find a way to make staying at home special. So I feel like that's sort of an example of like positive evolution towards my relationship with FOMO that I wanted to kind of talk about because I feel like it's you know, it's unique. It's like interesting, this transformation that going out has had in my life. I feel like I've truly reframed going out and my FOMO surrounding it. Now let's talk about feeling FOMO when there's no reason for it. Let me give you an example. So one day I was talking with my friends, you know, about sports and they were telling us how they had recently started like a new sport. And right before that, I was saying how I hated cardio, how I hated like high intensity workups. You know, I would much rather do Pilates or yoga or things like where you can truly focus on the movements. But I hated, you know, running around, jumping up and down, like that type of workout. Okay, I said that. And then they told us about like this fitness class they were in and how it was kind of that, but like more fun because it's like dancing with weights. So you don't realize that you're working out. And then fast forward a week, I realized that those girls that were telling us about that class with a friend of mine went to like the class you know and when they told me I was like I felt FOMO I was like in my head like oh my gosh why didn't they invite me and then I was like 
girl you literally told them to their faces that you hated that type of workout and now you're upset because they didn't invite you to it like be for real and that made me realize like sometimes we feel fomo for things we shouldn't even be feeling fomo like we feel fomo for events we don't even want to be at sometimes and that was also you know very liberating because it's like okay you know you don't need to feel fomo you know you don't need to flip that switch every time you realize there was something going on without you like you don't need to like you're not obligated to feel that you know and sometimes it's just like really asking yourself the question like did i actually want to be there no great so i don't need to feel fomo it's as easy as that and something else that i've been thinking about is like nobody owes you anything in Medellin, I was lucky enough to have friendships that were so close and that were so like interconnected with my life that whenever they were invited to something, you could bet I would be there as well and vice versa, you know? It was just kind of like a mutualism relationship, you know? Like we shared and we combined plans and things we were invited to. So I had a couple of friends that I knew like, you know, I could count on them so that anything like any social activities that came up for either one of us like we would tell the other one and that way we could both enjoy them together but that obviously you know took years to build and i'm here where i like don't immediately have that with anybody and it's like nobody owes me that you know nobody will be like nobody will have my back on that level to check that i am included in absolutely anything and everything that comes up like nobody is doing that and it sounds ridiculous like no like (laughs) of course not you know and that's okay it's fine because i've realized that sometimes plans are just made based on who's there and available in the moment for instance let's say a group of people have a class together and after that they're all done for the day so they're like oh my gosh let's go eat after we finish this class you know and it's purely based on the fact that those people were at the same place at the same time and that plan and that plan came up and that can lead to more things you know maybe they can make it a tradition and you know every week after that class go eat together and since they're spending since they have like carved out that amount of time every week they become closer and they develop you know their friendship more and i feel like that's purely circumstantial you know it's like the coincidences of life led them to share that space together and they really made something out of it and that led them to become closer with time and it gets you thinking you know like maybe next semester they won't share any classes but since they build such a strong bond then that friendship will like endure further down in time because a coincidence in life allowed them to meet and develop their friendship but it was up to them to continue cultivating it so i want that to serve as an example of like how like randomness plays into a fact is a factor that plays into this and how like sometimes plans and friendships are formed truly based on like coincidence of who was there at what you know time and another example is honestly like sometimes plans are just thrown in the air you know sometimes maybe one person has an idea of a good plan for friday night and they blurt it out at that moment with the people they were with at that moment you know and that plan was just thrown out in the air and whoever was in the right place at the right time caught it and those are the people that end up going but it's not like it was a selective list and they were like no this person is not coming because i don't want them there no it's not that it's just 
you weren't there when they announced it you know it's just like sometimes these things are purely coincidental it's not that they didn't want to include you it's just that you weren't there when they said it it, it, it didn't have like a specific tight list you know they just blurted it out they didn't like handpick the people that they invited you know it's just they said it and those who were there at that same time and heard them ended up going you know i just truly want to emphasize that a lot of the time that's the way things work you know it's not like this meticulously planned out guest list it's just you know these people who like were at the same place at the same time you know came upon it and it's just something that happened you know you don't need to take it so personally if these things occur in life it could perfectly have been just like a natural plan that came up in a moment where there was a determined group of people and they followed through with it it's not that they didn't want you there it's just that you weren't there when they made the plan and sometimes you're lucky enough to get invited even if that's the case you know somebody will think of you and they'll tell you and that's so sweet and that's i love people who do that but sometimes it's not the case and it's not your fault you know and that's what i'm experiencing this semester because a bunch of my friends have like other classes together that i'm not in so i feel like this is what happens and luckily i've gotten invited to so many plans with them like through this it's like oh in one class they come up with the plan and then somebody thinks to tell me and that way i'm included as well but that just like i can't help thinking you know maybe have there been plans that i just never heard of and nobody posted on social media and so i don't even know happened and i wasn't included like I can't help thinking that, but at the same time, I'm grateful for the times where somebody has told me, you know, and I have been able to go. But all that situation really gets me thinking, like, I shouldn't spend so much of my time, you know, thinking about this other group of people and the plans they're making, you know, I should, like, look right in front of me, like, the people who are around me, you know, like, okay, I don't have classes with them, but who do I have classes with? Who can I make plans, plans with, you know? Who do I have class with, and then it's lunch break, and who can I go who can I make a tradition of like getting lunch together after that class with, you know? Like instead of moping around for not being included in these other groups because, you know, life simply didn't put us under the same random conditions, instead of feeling FOMO for that, you know, like react, you know, like think about where you are in life, you know, why did life place you here? Who are you like destined to meet under these conditions, you know, and make the most out of that, you know? that's just what i've been trying to do for myself so all of this really ties back to thinking like sometimes there's no reason for you to feel fomo as i said like those two examples that i gave like they're completely random life situations and it's not my fault that i wasn't placed in the same class as them you know and it's inevitable that maybe i'll miss plans just because life put us on different paths and that's okay i don't need to feel fomo for that for those types of things you know like I can give myself the gift of not feeling FOMO. I have the power to do that. So my last point is about saying no. All the FOMO cases we've analyzed so far were external, you know, like not being invited. But what happens when you voluntarily put yourself in a situation where you could feel FOMO? What happens when you say no for whatever reason and then you kind of like, face the consequences and maybe you do feel FOMO and it's like oh my gosh this is my fault for instance that's kind of what I'm facing this weekend a couple of weeks ago I scheduled to go visit like my family you know like my French family this weekend and I was like okay it's the weekend after midterms I really just want to relax like nothing sounds better than having a chill weekend with my family 
and a voice in my head was like okay but you know because it's after midterms there's probably going to be like a celebratory event or you know people are wanna, gonna gonna want to go out or something like that and i was like i don't care honestly i would prefer having a chill weekend with my family and then last weekend we were like in between midterm weeks you know because we hadn't quite finished and so i decided to go out and we told all of our other friends and all of our other friends were like no we don't want to go out because you know we want to study like for the next midterm but we'll all go out next week when we're properly done with our midterms you know we're gonna have like a huge party or yeah they just said that they did want to go out next week and so in my mind it's like okay they're kind of like storing up their wanting to go out energy for like you know longer basically because since they didn't go out this week next week they're gonna like want to go out even more and they're gonna do like something even bigger so it's gonna be even cooler so if i don't go i'm gonna experience even more fomo than i normally would but at the same time in my heart i know that what i genuinely want to do is just be able to like chill and have that calm relaxing weekend i had planned but at the same time i like put more pressure and like guilt on myself and it's like no this is the weekend where people are going to make bonds this is the weekend where people are going to become even closer where they're going to develop all of these inside jokes you know when they're all going to just become better friends and you're not going to be there you know this is this weekend is going to be different to all the other ones and you're going to miss it it's like whenever there's an event that i do miss in my head i paint it out to be more important than all the other events i was there for so yeah it's just kind of sad because it's like why am i playing these tricks on myself you know like why is my mind like telling me these things you know so yeah that's the situation i'm still like navigating it i feel like i kind of gave myself the answer of what i should do this weekend but i'm still not sure <laughs> but yeah i still do want to talk about saying no and just kind of like some things that i've observed so basically let's say you do take a decision you do say no and um then you're like oh my goodness you know this event that i'm not going to is happening like how should i feel when that stage when you're like trying to understand how you feel and you ask yourself how you should feel first of all you should never feel like a specific way you know you feel what you feel and that's it but sometimes i do ask myself like how should i feel you know like if i'm stressed and i'm like is this really a reason to be stressed and then i'm like no okay but yeah you know i don't know if like psychology psychologically it's good for you to ask yourself this question but we're gonna assume it is so let's say that you did say no to that event and now you're like oh <laughs> first of all i feel like you need to let your like you don't need to be mad at yourself basically in this specific case of experiencing fomo or not experiencing fomo as i said it's like a voluntary voluntary oh what like you made a voluntary decision and now there's no going back so stick by it you know really what i like to do in these situations is tell myself like i'm here there's like no going back so let me just embrace where i am and taking this to like the much bigger scale that's what i tell myself when i feel fomo of like being here in france and not in like not having continued my life in medellin you know when i feel like fomo or when i feel like it was a mistake to come here i tell myself like okay whatever you made this decision you're here there's no going back so like don't resent yourself just try to make the best of the situation that you do have at your hands and just like allowing yourself to be happy with the choice that was already made you know it's just kind of like letting go of that grudge against yourself because what i experience a lot is like when i'm when i have fomo it's like 
you can't be at two places at once. But even so, I kind of wish like I could, and that's impossible. So it's like, why should I be angry at myself? You know, it's like it's not my fault that I can't be at two places at once. You know, so just kind of like letting yourself let go of that grudge that you're holding. And lastly, allowing yourself to enjoy where you are now. As I said, like once you tell yourself, like I'm here, you know, I can't change that. Let me just enjoy where I am. Like you set yourself free, basically. Because you're no longer worrying about like trying to get to that event, seeing if you can change your plans or whatever, you know, you just let go. It's kind of like you surrender and you're like, okay, I'm here, you know, I'm going to stop thinking about that and I'm going to appreciate where I am right now and I'm going to like try to understand why life put this in my path. It's like I said with my classes, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not with all of my friends in all of my classes, but why am I here? You know, who am I destined to meet in these classes? What friends can I make in in these classes? And yeah, once again, when you adopt that mentality, I truly do feel that it sets you free. So basically my point with this section is sometimes like when you voluntarily reject a plan, that can be much harder because if you regret that decision or if you're having second thoughts, like you're to blame (laughs) and that's hard to swallow pills. But this is just like an invitation if you're experiencing that to be compassionate with yourself and understanding and really just trying to find like the best out of the situation and find like what purpose it's serving in your life now let's wrap up this episode i feel like it's funny at the beginning i said like i'm surprised i don't already have an episode on fomo and i kind of wish i had recorded one you know like a couple of years ago because i feel like this perspective on fomo is very newfound and it's very different to maybe what i would have said to you a couple of years ago so i would have loved to have like that episode on record and be able to compare it with now but it's okay maybe in the future i'll have a different <laughs> perspective on fomo that i can share with you guys but for now let's recap what we discussed today so first i talked about really just the reframe i have had towards going out And how interesting I find that that's super connected with my outlook on FOMO. You know, back like before, I would feel super guilty about not going out one night. But now I have learned to embrace it and to really just make an event out of staying home, which I feel like is so beautiful and so empowering. And it's really just, you know, that's like the attitude I want to adopt towards everything in my life. Just really finding the way to make the best out of any kind of situation. Then we talked about feeling FOMO when there's really no reason for it and just kind of like acknowledging that. And sometimes it's as simple as asking yourself, am I really sad about missing this? And sometimes the answer will be no. And it's like, there. well, there you go. You don't need to be feeling FOMO. Like it's weird, but I feel like there's a part of me that thinks that every time I'm not somewhere I need to feel FOMO and that's not the case at all like you only need to feel FOMO if it's something that you genuinely would want to be at and for instance for me that cuts down significantly like the amount of times I should be feeling FOMO and of course that leaves the times like where you do feel FOMO and it's like properly justified and yeah I didn't really talk about how you deal with that kind of situation oh well I guess that's the I I guess that has a solution (laughs) but yeah I guess I really did beat around the bush on that one but i did want to explore like those alternate perspectives and those alternate things about fomo and yeah really just like reframing like the general perspective of fomo and just understanding that fomo is playing a bigger role in my life than it needs to so yeah that's kind of like the focus i wanted to have today maybe in the future i will do an episode on like me dealing with fomo and what i do when i'm facing fomo 
wait but actually what i said at the end of like saying no it does apply for every case of fomo not only when you voluntarily say no so yeah i don't know i'm not gonna feel guilty for the way i planned out this episode (laughs) because now i'm like wait i didn't talk about the most important thing but whatever it's okay um so yeah um we talked about feeling fomo when there's no reason for it and just really like setting yourself free in that sense and lastly with saying no you know we talked about like being compassionate towards yourself when you put yourself in a situation where maybe you're feeling FOMO and just really learning to let go of that and be able to enjoy the present moment. Lastly, for this week's recommendation is Brazil. I've never been to Brazil in my life, never really had much interest for it until like a couple of months ago. I've been like, oh my gosh, Brazil is so cool. I love Bossa Nova. I love the idea of Brazil that I have in my head and I'm like, I need to go there um yeah i developed like this weird obsession and my mom is currently there my mom's currently in rio she lived in brazil before i was born for a while and she really liked it and she talks about it a bit and she went back so she's having the time of her life and i love like seeing the pictures and everything and i'm just like wow i really want to go there one day (laughs) so yeah that's kind of like my recommendation for this week even though it's something that like i can't personally attest to it's more so like the idea of brazil that i'm sharing with you i don't know it just sounds so fun and like such like free spirit and everything i really want to go um and plus there's like the carnival and the music i love the music and the language is so fun (laughs) most spanish speakers hate portuguese but i feel like it's fun and most spanish speakers hate portuguese because they're so similar that you think like okay one language is like correct and the other one is incorrect and so spanish speakers usually think that spanish is correct and portuguese is like a cheap knockoff but i don't know i just don't see it like that i feel like the pronunciation of portuguese especially with the brazilian accent is so cool so yeah recommendation for this week brazil go watch yourself rio well that's about it for this episode i would like to clarify that i am not a specialist Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. (laughs) Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot. Because reviews are the only way I can start growing getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, theastypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week and a wonderful existence.